Hello you guys, it's Katie and welcome back to Crime and Crochet. So in today's episode, I'm going to be covering the case of Mac Ray Edwards, which was a really interesting case that I've never heard of before. And at the end, of course, like always, I will be sharing a crochet creator and crochet pattern. So with that, let's get into the beginning of this story. This episode does include topics of sexual assault on children, and of course, as I mentioned earlier, he was a serial killer and he did kill children. So I did just want to put a little bit of a trigger warning before we get into the details of his crimes. Mac Ray Edwards was born on October 17, 1918 in Arkansas. He later moved to Los Angeles County in 1941. So there's honestly not a lot that I can find on his childhood. I'm sure he probably has some traumatic things that happened to him like most serial killers, but I can't find very much on that. Anyways, when he was doing these crimes, he worked as a heavy equipment operator and he built a lot of freeways in the LA County area. So he would use this to his advantage and a lot of his victims' bodies were found under these highways. Now, by the early 1970s, He was a veteran working as a heavy equipment operator, married, and he was a father of two. So, especially at the time, that was not something that people expected when it came to a criminal, especially targeting children. They never really expected somebody that would be a father and a husband and seemed to be normal when he was at work and around his family and everything like that. When Edwards was captured in the early 1970s, which we'll get into later, but he did confess to many homicides and sexual assaults on children, and that's how they figured out all of these crimes because the children just went missing. They never found many of their bodies because they were under these freeways that Edwards was building. So, the first child that he admitted to was Stella Nolan, who was an eight-year-old that had been the first to die in June of 1953. Now, of course, there's always really no way to tell, especially with these serial killers that were very skilled at hiding victims' bodies. That's just the first one that he confessed to. And Stella was never recovered, and it was a complete mystery as to where she had gone and what happened to her for 16 years until he confessed, because that's how long his crime spree lasted, was those 16 years, if he did indeed start when he claims to, and if Stella was his first victim, like he claimed. Edwards was confessing to half a dozen murders 
that dated back from the 1950s. And of course, like I talked about, Stella Nolan being the first one he said had happened. His second crime, he abducted two children, a 13-year-old named Don Baker and an 11-year-old named Brenda Howell. And that was on August 6th of 1953. And if that's not crazy enough, they said that Brenda was his wife's sister. So he literally abducted and killed his wife's younger sister. That is absolutely insane. But their bodies were missing and there was no solution just like the first case until Edwards surrendered and gave this story to the police. Edwards also killed a 16-year-old boy named Gary and he was found on November 26th of 1986 and he was shot to death. Then another victim of his was Roger Madison, who was 15 and disappeared December 16th of 1968. Then there was Donald Todd, who was 13 and disappeared May 16th of 1969. So six victims in total, three of them he confessed to, but their bodies were never recovered. And he was not charged with those murders because the bodies were never recovered. And then three of them he was convicted of. So the three he was convicted of was Stella Noland, the eight-year-old, his first victim. Gary, who was 16, and the boy that was shot to death. And then Donald Todd, who was 13. And then the three that were not recovered and he was not charged for were Donald Baker, who was 15, Brenda Howell, which was 12, and remember Brenda was his wife's sister, and then Roger Madison, who was 15, he was also not charged for because his body was never recovered. With a lot of these serial killers, there's no real way to know the actual number of victims they had, especially if they don't confess to them. So like I said earlier, three of his victims, he was convicted of killing and their bodies were recovered. And then three of them were not recovered and he was not charged with their murders. And at one point, even in prison, he claimed that he had killed 16 children, But then in an interview with the Los Angeles Times, he said the number was only six. So a lot of times these killers also go back and forth because let's say they only get life in prison. If they claim to their cellmates or something, oh, I've killed more, then maybe it looks like they're big and bad. And then when they're actually questioned by the police or something, they say, no, I haven't done that because they don't want to get charged and get the death penalty possibly or something like that, at least is what I've seen from other cases. So there are a lot of possible other victims that people have linked Edwards to, 
but like I said earlier, there is only the six that we know of for sure. Three of them that he confessed to and was never charged for, and then three of them that he was charged for and the bodies were recovered. So, with that, for time's sake, I'm not going to go into each of the victims that he's been related to since they were never for sure if he actually killed those children or not. So now, let's get into how he was caught. So, on March 5th of 1970, three girls between the ages of 12 and 14 were abducted by a burglar that came into their home in a Los Angeles suburb. And two of the girls managed to escape, and I guess because they escaped, Edwards decided to turn himself in. So Edwards went to the Los Angeles police station, surrendering a loaded revolver as he informed the officer on duty that he had a guilt complex. And then Edwards named the teenage accomplice in the kidnapping. So by that information, I assume he had help, but since his accomplice was a teenager, they never state his name anywhere that I can find, or her name, I don't know. But when they questioned him, he told them that the third girl that did not escape was in the Angeles National Forest, and they went and found the missing girl, and luckily she was unharmed. And when he was at the police station, that's when they began to question him, and he said there was, quote, other matters to discuss, and that's when he confessed to the six homicides of these children. So, absolutely terrible, but his confessions is how we know all the little information that we do know, and I guess we will never know if he was involved in any of the other victims that he has been related to in the past because he did pass away on October 30th of 1971 at the age of 53 in the California State Prison and he died by suicide and he hung himself in the jail. So ultimately as they say a coward's way out which, you know, he killed all these children, so I guess it obviously wasn't remorse. Most of the time with these serial killers, they don't feel remorse. So he just wanted a way out, and he didn't want to live in prison. So anyway, that is the end of Mac Ray Edwards' story, the story of the serial killer that killed at least six children in the Los Angeles County area of California. So now for the crochet pattern this week. So the lovely crochet pattern that I am shouting out this week is the octopus dango pattern from pingpuff.crochets on Instagram. 
and this crochet pattern of hers will be released on her Etsy shop on June 23rd, and it is a beginner-friendly no-sew pattern. And I have to stress to you guys how adorable this pattern is. She's released some photos already for pattern testing and stuff like that on her Instagram, and it is super adorable. So make sure you go check out her Instagram page. Again, that is at pingpuff.crochets on Instagram. And her Etsy shop is pingpuffcrochets. So make sure that you check out her Instagram and Etsy to see all of her awesome work and crochet patterns. As normal for each episode of this podcast, if you guys do want to see pictures of the crochet pattern I shout out, pictures of the true crime story I'm talking about, or my sources, all of that is included on an Instagram post that comes out the same day as the episode. So my Instagram for that is at crime and crochet if you are interested in checking any of that out. And you can also find the crochet creator that I am sharing in each episode through that post as well. And if you are interested in helping out this podcast, as I mentioned, you can go to at crime and crochet on Instagram and follow me there to see updates on each episode as well as more information And you can leave a five-star review on any of the platforms you are listening on. That will truly help me out the most with this podcast. With that, I hope you guys will tune in to the next episode next Saturday of Crime and Crochet. And make sure that you are staying safe out there so you don't become one of these victims that we talk about each week. And with that, goodbye, y'all.